this is always a time of year where we tend to spend uh, social time with people who are not believers, either in family or at office parties. And so I thought I would do a little equipping video here. What can you do when you're getting together with unbelievers to try to get them into what I call a Jesus conversation? Because um, I find that a lot of times Christians live fairly uh, isolated lives. We have a tendency to kind of group together and only uh, want to be with our kind of people. And so sometimes we tend to shy away from being with unbelievers. So um, always want to take advantage of those opportunities. And the biggest message I want you to come away from today is to take risks. You will not get better in doing outreach and evangelism if you never take risks. And in order to take risks, you have to be willing to, quote unquote, fail. You have to be willing to go through a process of learning. It's just like learning anything in life. In order, we tell our children all the time, well, you're learning, that's why you fall down, that's why you make mistakes, that's okay, there's no shame in that. But somehow when it comes to us, uh, we, don't, we don't wanna take risks. We, we want to kind of know what the outcome is of the conversation, that it's all gonna work out and that it's gonna have a good outcome uh, before we'll step into the risk. And that's, that's not how um, transforming conversations work. And so, um, yeah, my biggest encouragement to you is take more risks in evangelism. Take more um, opportunities and challenges to step into something new because you will not learn to be a better evangelist, to be better at sharing your faith until you take more risks. So let's talk a little bit about planting seeds because um, a lot of what we do as evangelists is we plant a seed and, and we don't want to get into a mindset of like uh, it's a sales pitch and you have to close the deal in order to find success. Rather, what we're doing is we're trying to plant some seeds and I like to think of the seeds as seeds of love and seeds of um, information sometimes, but love is always the foundation. And when love leads what we do, when we really genuinely care about people, those conversations tend to go better. Because if we're not leading with love, if we're leading with our theology or if we're leading with our desire to convince people, then um, people start feeling like projects and they don't feel like they're really um, being heard and respected. And so when we share our faith, we always want to lead with love. So there's kind of a, a very modest goal that I try to set when I'm in a conversation with an unbeliever is I want to try to, if I can, get them to doubt what they think they know about Christianity. Everyone comes to a conversation about Jesus and they have all these prejudices and they have all these beliefs about who they think Jesus is and who they think Christians are and who they think the church is and what they think Christianity is about. And my very modest goal is to just try to find one thing that maybe I can begin to make them doubt that they really actually do understand what Jesus is about or what Christianity is about, or that maybe they've misunderstood um, Christians in their life. If I'm really doing well in the conversation and it's good ground and they're a person of peace and they're really open to the gospel, um, getting the person to think about the claims of Christianity is another step. But it's very rare that conversations go to that level, but it's always good to be prepared for that 
in case it goes there. But, but really the, the, the primary goal that I have is just to get the person to begin to doubt what they think they already know about Christianity and to begin to help them change the narrative in their mind as to what Christianity is and who Christians are. Now, before you go to meet with the family or go to your office party, I want to encourage you to take time to get alone with the Lord and just to pray and to specifically ask the Lord, do you have anything that, that you want to tell someone that I'm going to be meeting with today? And um, sometimes he'll, he might give you a word. I do this a lot. Uh, whenever I'm going to go meet up with somebody, I always take time to ask the Lord, um, do you have a word for this person today? And many times uh, he'll tell me no, but sometimes he'll tell me yes. And sometimes I don't even know what um, the importance of that word until I'm actually later on in the conversation with the person and I'll start realizing, wow, what the Lord told me before I got here is so relevant to what's happening in this person's life. And then I can share it with them. And it just blesses them to think that God um, would tell me something for them and uh, it's just always a, such a blessing and encouragement to them. So I want to encourage you to take that time just to ask the Lord, do you have anything for this person today? Also, ask the Holy Spirit to open people's hearts to strategic conversations, to open your mind and your eyes, your spiritual eyes, that you'll be able to see those moments and walk into them and that you'll have courage to take some new risks. Now, when you actually meet with a person, I always focus first and foremost on generous listening, um, listening to the person's story, asking them, you know, how are you doing? How have you been doing this year? I haven't seen you in a long time. How is it going? What's happening for you? And just ask them some questions. It makes people feel cared about and loved when we take the time to ask them what's happening with you and then we listen generously to what they have to say. So think of some ways that you can get to know this person better. Think of some ways that you can take the, the conversation to deeper places. How can you encourage them? What words of encouragement can you give to them? So you, when that person walks away, the goal is that they have a very positive feeling about the interaction. Not a negative impression and not a negative experience of, see, all Christians, they just want to convert me. They're all judgmental. They have these things. And then you're just reinforcing that narrative of what they think Christianity is about. Rather, you want to flip that story so that when they walk away, they think, wow, I felt so loved. I felt like that person was really listening to me and really cared about what I had to say and how I was feeling. If the conversation lends itself if the situation lends itself, um, ask, start to ask them, you know, can you tell me a little bit about your spiritual journey or your religious background? Uh, what religion were you as a child? Um, what keeps you from being a Christian? What keeps you from, from going to church? These are all questions that begin to take the conversation down a path of deeper engagement. Now, this might not be appropriate at a Christmas party or at a family gathering, but if it's possible, um, schedule a follow-up conversation with that person. Just say, hey, would it be okay if, you know, I really enjoyed getting to know you better. Would it be okay if we get together on Skype or on the phone or in person at Go to Coffee and just continue this conversation? I'd love to hear more of what's happening for you. And so you're, you're 
making an intentional um, way of continuing to get to know the person. I find a great way to do this is just to ask them about their spiritual journey and to tell you more about that because that you will usually reveal a lot of the obstacles and things that are, that are keeping them away from Christ. So you want to begin to dig down underneath the surface a little bit and figure out what their barriers to the gospel really are. You can also ask the person, is there anything you would like prayer for? Is there anything that would, that a need that you have that you would really like to have prayer for? That is so powerful for people. They might be going through financial problems. They might be um, going through sickness or discouragement or life transitions. And just go ahead and pray with them. Don't just say, well, I'll pray for you. Pray with them right there in that moment. And I find that just blesses people so much. And often people that aren't religious um, or don't call themselves religious will be open to receiving a prayer. So if they're open to that, pray with them right there. And that can be used by God in some, I've seen some really amazing ways that praying with somebody can open up uh, new conversations. If you're sensing the Holy Spirit's guidance to tell the person something, you can tell them the word that he gave you before you went. Or sometimes what I try to do is I try to work in a story that relates to what that person is going to going through, but where Jesus kind of guided me in that process to try to show them a real life situation where my relationship with the Lord made a real difference. And if there's a natural way for me to fold that story into the conversation, I'll, and I sense that the Holy Spirit is, wants me to go there, I'll go ahead and do that. And that can be very powerful because then you're trying to help them draw the picture in their mind of what uh, a difference it makes to be in a relationship with the Lord. You're not just telling them about the importance of being in a relationship with the Lord. You're actually painting them the picture of what that looks like. In all of these steps that I've been outlining here, the big picture goal is, again, to help the person feel loved and to begin to build an emotional bridge with that person. And you don't need to look for perfect agreement, but if you can find some common things to look for that you both have in common, common passions, common hobbies, some way of beginning to build an emotional bridge with this person, that can can lead to other types of conversations. And so you want to keep that, that door open. Um, that's kind of a good crash course on general conversations. I'll try to do another live teaching tomorrow on um, how to take things to the next level. But I just wanted to offer some very practical training and um, equipping ideas for you as you're going out and about and meeting with your family over the next several days. And I hope that you will take more risks. I will, again, want to encourage you that that is how faith is built. Faith is not built by seeing the future, seeing the outcome, and then stepping into that perfect outcome. Faith is built by asking the Holy Spirit what he wants you to do and then obeying that, stepping into that, and then seeing what happens. And sometimes things will go great, and other times they will feel like, wow, I really failed. But then you never know, like months later, the person might come back and say, wow, that conversation was the start of something new for me. I've had that happen so many times. So if you do it in a, from a place of love, that's the key. 
is if you really help that person feel more loved and more connected to the Lord, they're going to want to stay engaged with you. So be purposeful, be intentional, ask the Lord, and really love people well. Listen generously, and I think that you're going to start to notice some really big differences in your evangelism and outreach efforts. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.